Hello, hello. This is Toothy Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka. And I have somebody here that I think, one, start off with, you know, when the women won the, won the U.S. women won the World Cup, and, 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 you know, just women in general just kicking butt right now. They're just kicking ass right now. So I had, I got in contact with a friend of mine, Dr. Sanaz Vahid. She said to me, Hey, Walter, I need you to start talking more about women on your podcast. And I said, well, I, I talk about my daughter all the time. And she said, no, stop. I need you to talk about something that matters. Why women are pretty much dominating the world. And Beyonce said it best. Who run the world? Girls. And so doc- Dr. Vahid, what's going on? Hey, Walter, what's going on? How you, are you? Good, good. So I just basically, I mean, you yelled at me. You basically said, to, hey, listen, you have to have more content that matters to the overall population. Yeah. Right? Women women are, are, are part of dentistry, too, if you didn't know by right. now. Right, and I, and I come off sexist whenever you look at my podcast <laughs> feed, and it's just, it's just me talking to a bunch of guys. So you're coming yeah. on, and you're going to kill it. Uh, and Thanks. I want you to, you know, you're a periodontist, right? So you are a periodontist. You're, you're actually practicing in one of my favorite cities, DC, right? Yes, sir. And so give me your background and then I'm going to let the audience kind of in on, in our little secret, which is what you're here to talk about. And it's not about gum disease. It's not about people stink breath. None of that. It's, no. it's about, it's about something else, but I, I don't want to ruin <laughs> it. I'm jumping ahead here. Go ahead. All right. Um, born and raised native of Washington, D.C. I was actually born when my dad was at Maryland Dental School. My mom was in the hygiene program. So dentistry's so, in my blood, I guess you could say. Okay. My aunt's an office manager. My other aunt's a dentist. So basically they were all like, when it came time to like deciding what to do, like what career to take and stuff, it was like, and coming from like a Persian family, heavy dental background, like, I didn't have a choice, man. They're just like, you're asked to go to dental school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there was no choice in that. Okay. Um, well, I hope you went into dental school for other reasons besides your family just forcing you to do it. No, no, no. no. I'm going to be real with you right now. So Please. my family, like most most ethnic parents were like, okay, you can either become a lawyer, you can become an engineer, you can become a doctor. So I was like, well, I suck at math and i'm not good at arguing so might as well go to dental school you know Um, it's funny it seems like every foreign every like i'm Ghanaian, and that's exactly the options i was given there there was nothing more like i could be like i'm gonna be the best creative writer in the world they're gonna look at me like i'm crazy yeah they're gonna be like i'm uh, gonna be a hedge fund manager what what is hedge exactly what do you whose whose hedge are you cutting (laughs) you know (laughs) they make so much more money right yeah no they only just know the four the four basics you know what i mean exactly and engineering is one of the top there's nothing else out there right if you're not a doctor lawyer engineer I, i mean i mean you're basically just useless oh yeah so i went to dental school pushed pushed into dental school and i was like you know I really don't like this drill fill bill thing. So I applied to University of Pittsburgh and um, did an HD program. And while I was there, um, shout out to Pitt. Woo! Um, Represent. And if people, I mean, people can't see you, but you have your Pitt gear on and you're also representing that right now. But it's okay. I am. That's I all am, good. I am. I feel like you did it on um, purpose because I'm, I'm I did, a Pitt I did, lifer. Because we're, we're both alumni together. That's okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then 
uh, went there and I was doing an AGD residency. I actually wanted to apply to oral surgery and this amazing woman, uh, Dr. Family, I don't, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, Peron Family. Shout out to Peron Dr. Peron Family. family. Shout out to Peron she, she's like my second mother. Oh, she's, she is the best. So she was, you know, we were working in the implant center and she basically was like, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about going to oral surgery. I really don't like this whole general dentistry business. And she was like, listen, she was like, the program's right here. We all really like you. Why don't you, you don't even have to apply through PASS. She was like, I've seen your work. Why don't you just apply to Perio? Like you already, you know, you get to do a lot of the same things. It's just, you don't have to do the scut of like medical residency and, you know, it's a little less liability. You know, right, she's like right. better lifestyle. She's like, and you, you know, have a personality. I, no offense to yeah. any oral surgeons, but they know how I feel about them. <laughs> they are, every, this is probably why I don't have an oral surgeon come on the program because they know how I feel about them. You know oh, what I mean? <laughs> so, so this is not going to help my case at all. <laughs> probably not. You're yeah. Not, you're never going to get an OS on your podcast. At all. Like, they're just going to be like, F him. <laughs> He's a jerk with never coming on. But it's okay. So, you, so, so you went to Perio. When God throws you lemons, you better make lemonade. Mm-hmm. So I was like, millions of girls and guys are applying to programs and trying to get into Perio. This is like literally being handed to me. I would be stupid not to take it. So I jumped on it. And at the time, like, I loved it. And, and I really got into um, research with Dr. Family and we started researching things on women. So I went over across the street to McGee Women's Hospital. Um, and what we did is we started a study looking at polycystic ovarian syndrome and periodontal disease. And just like while I was over there, it's just, it was awesome. Like just working in a hospital with like all these girls and nurses and, females coming in and out. And like, I just found that like, it was my niche, like doing stuff with women. It's like where I felt the most empowered, I guess. So, um, that was like the start of it. And then I graduated, came back to DC because my, um, family's here. Um, my mom, shout out to her. She is a hygienist. She also runs my dad's old practice. God rest his soul. He passed away about 12 years ago, but her, um, she's a hygienist. My aunt is a dentist and my other aunt's an office manager. They've managed to keep my dad's practice for this many years, even wow. without him. So wow. my mom was like, Hey, you got to come back. So I was like, of course I'm going to come back. Right. So I came back, started working actually with an oral surgeon. Um, we kind of had different ideas on treatment and just, 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 you know, you were better than be- him. No, no, you can no, say no, that. no, 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 no. It was like, <laughs> It was like female surgeon, male surgeon. It was like he was oral egotistical. Surgeon, perio, like, right? I want to save. They want to pull like half the time. I'm disgusted with him already. <laughs> so yeah, so it was just like different philosophies, and you know, lo and behold, it's like associateships, and you know, phenomenal surgeon. I can't say anything bad about him. Right, He's a great, great doctor. Right. Um, but the thing is, is like like sh- telling all the people out there associateships are kind of like marriages associateships partnerships uh, all that stuff that you go into you're with these people more than you are with your family you have to make sure that your personalities do fit together for you to be able to succeed and to thrive and you want to be in an environment where you feel that you can be the best that you can be and that has nothing to do with what implants they're placing what softwares they have it just has to do with a fit it has you know 
Okay. So, well, and then well, now I'm working with a periodontist. Okay. And slowly taking over my parents' practice, working. And I just recently did something really cool. Are we going to tell them? Like, are you going to tell them? Well, you, you know them? what? You know what? I guess since you've been talking the whole time, <laughs> and and it's kind of your program, and it's kind of you know your little baby. I'm going to have you announce it because I okay. think this is going to be really cool, and I want people to listen to this because this is something that one you're extremely excited about. I couldn't st- I couldn't get you to stop talking about it, you know, long enough for me to be like, hey, let's just let's talk about this on a podcast, you know. So go ahead, please. So lo and behold, in October, um, I was. There's a couple of things that triggered me to start something. So one day I wanted to go to a women's uh, meeting and my mom, I was like, Hey mom, like, let's go. Like we can hang out. It's going to be great. And she's like, well, that's just for female dentists. Like, I don't feel like going, like, it's weird if I go. And I was like, and then my aunt jumps in, who's the office manager. And she was like, I want to come. And I was like, guys, like, I, I can't take you. I was like thinking to myself, I was like, why isn't there a organization in which you know, all women within the profession, starting from the dental student, the female dental student, the female dentist, the dental hygienist, the office managers, the auxiliary, all of that, girls that want to go to dental school, why isn't there a huge umbrella kind of like putting us together as an organization? So I did some research to see if something like this existed, and it didn't, like anywhere. And I realized that Women make the majority of the dental profession itself, if you include the dental, you know, auxiliary staff and everybody else involved with it within the profession of dentistry. We make the majority of it and we run this world of dentistry if you look at it. It was just, at this point, it was just like, it, it just didn't exist. So it was like, let's just, let's create one. Okay. So I spoke to a couple of people and I was like, you know, it's not a bad idea. Like, what if we create this thing called Women of the World of Dentistry, where all women within the profession can come together and get the support, get the networking, get the job placement, get the credentials, get the courses, get everything, whether if it's starting out from when they want to apply to dental school, setting them up for mentorships, um, setting them up with how to take courses, all that stuff. And then linking them to the dental schools and then the girls in the dental schools and the hygiene departments and just everybody just all coming together. We all work in the same office. We all have mostly the same goals is to have a successful practice and things like that. Why isn't there an organization that provides that for everybody involved? Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. I mean, if you've listened to my podcast, I'm always the devil's advocate. I know you, know? you are. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Right. But so there is an organization and you know about this, the American Association of Women Dentists. Yes. AWD. So, and, a- and yeah. love AWD. I was a part of AWD. So um, what's, what's the difference between you guys? I mean, what is literally the difference between you two? So the difference is, is that the AWD provides the networking and the support and, you know, helps girls through dental school and also when they graduate. But it's only for the female dentist. Now, coming from a background and, you know, looking at my mom and looking at my aunt and looking at my godmother, who's a dental assistant, and looking at my aunt, who's been an office manager to a practice that hasn't had a male boss or 
a male counterpart for 12 plus years now. And my mom being a dental hygienist and all that stuff, I was like, well, what about them? They contribute so much to this. And, and then this happened. And then also I was thinking going from, from door to door and, you know, marketing and meeting all these women, like, you know, what is it where you, you go in, uh, it's cold calling. So I was cold calling these offices. I was going into them and, and 90% of the time, most of my interactions were with the staff, was with the receptionist, was with the front desk, was with the treatment care coordinator, was with the ladies in the back. They were the ones that were showing me how things worked, how things were operated. Uh, they knew more about the implant parts than the actual dentist did, female or male. I mean, these women, shit, we need to give them a lot more credit than what they get. Right. And so I was like, you know, I wanted to invite, I was inviting these, these female dentists over to do kind of like a networking thing. And while I'm standing there, I'm like, you know, we're all talking, we're all talking about usually mostly the same stuff, office management, marketing, all that stuff that we usually come across. And I turned around and I looked and I specifically remember I was at an orthodontist practice and I looked around and it was a male orthodontist. And I said, Hey, can I invite your treatment care coordinator to this thing? It's, it's mostly female dentists, but I think she'd be a great, like, contribution. Like, she's great. Like, just, just talking to her. And, and I was like, why aren't they more involved? And throughout my experience, I realized that knowledge is power. And these women should not just be, like, they're not just a dental assistant. They're not just an office manager. And the more knowledge you give them, the more, the the more your practice is going to benefit the more the more involved they are the more empowered they feel the further they're going to go and the further they go the further your practice goes whether if it's a practice that is run by a male or a female and they're not just high school graduates who are assistants these women are going to say hey i'm actually making a career out of this next to the female dentist that works as well. So it's, it's inclusive. There's no, this is the one organization that exists that's inclusive of everybody. So that next time I want to go to a CE course, I can take my godmother, who's a dental assistant for the last 20 years. I can take my, my aunt, who's an office manager for the last 25 years. And I can take my mom, who's been a hygienist for 20 plus years. It's like, why didn't exist? And a lot of times, these women have been coming to these events that we've been having. And let me tell you something. The female dentist enjoys being able to hear the perspective of the office manager from one office and hearing the assistant's perspective from another office. They all just feed off of each other. And through that, like, not only is the female dentist going to grow, but also the male dentist practices will grow. You know, you know what I mean? No, you know, it's funny. Um, Whenever I, so I go to different offices, right? And, and it's funny to me why something like this hasn't been around for a very long time. Because these office managers, when they get together, mm-hmm. they literally share ideas on how to, one, improve their offices. Like, oh, I started this and this really works out well. Or I started this and this, this did well. They also get together and I know for sure this, this has actually happened, but they find out how do you control the dentist? 
because sometimes we're our own worst enemies, you know, and, and our, our, our office managers and our hygienists and our assistants, like my assistants, they literally st- keep me in check. They keep me going oh, yeah. in the right direction, keep me on task because I get distracted easily, you know, so my, my hey, doc, we got to go do this. We got to do that, you know, or hey, doc, this is this schedule. This is what we need to do. You know, did you look at this? Did you look at that? And sometimes I forget, right? Oh, and, yeah. And, and you can't I would, function without them. Right. And there's some times where I literally don't know where anything is. And I'm like, hey, Jen, um, where is this or what's going on with this? And oh, yeah, I already did this, this and this. You know what I mean? So they literally control and make our lives a lot easier. Now, the question oh, yeah. is, right? And I was looking this up. Dental assistants need about six hours of CE. How does your organization help them achieve that? And on top of that, grow and learn as much from just being within that group of yours? Oh, sure. I mean, I can just, I can reflect back to our last, uh, event that we had on June 2nd. Um, we had, and, and I can tell it was like the first time we were having actual courses. And we had about 80 women come from the DC area, including dental hygienists, dental students, everything. There was a topic on pregnancy and it was a friend of mine who was a fellow at Georgetown and she, uh, gave us a whole speech on a whole lecture on pregnancy in the dental office. And that goes from when the assistant brings them in, sits them down, where they are in their trimester, radiographs or, you know, all of that stuff that, yeah, we know. But it's a good reinforcement for us, but it's also good for them. So usually the topics that we discuss are, are, you know, we take it as people tell us to do it. And this one was applied for pregnancy in the dental office setting. So it started from x-rays. She covered those. She covered medication use. She covered positioning in the chair. Um, which most of the time, we're not the ones who seat the patient. We're not the ones who put them in position. We're not the ones taking the x-rays. So this stuff was good for them. And then after that portion, she started talking about uh, anesthetic use, dosaging on that. So then that applied to the female dentist. Okay. Um, and even even this, then, then these dental assistants, all got the PowerPoints, they all got the lectures, and they took it back to their offices and they got to say, hey, look at this. Here's a copy of the PowerPoint. This is what's new in the OBGYN field and dealing with dentistry. It's something that, you know, they can bring it back and share it not only that they know, but also to their offices. Right. And the second one lecture was on micronutrient deficiencies by an integrative medicine doctor who was talking about the importance of, you know, knowing that what the nutrient deficiencies and actually in the u.s you have it as well it's not just it's not foreign to us the micronutrient deficiencies even in 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 this country where nutrition is becoming so big and everybody's into it and stuff so this is a hot topic so they talked about that and it also i feel like the more educated your staff is and the more knowledgeable they are they're repping your office ultimately so so if they come in knowing their shit to a T, whether they're the front desk, they're the office manager, they're the treatment care coordinator, they're the girl who sterilizes, the woman that assists you, or the person that keeps keeps tabs on your anesthesia, all of that together, they rep you. Whether you are 
the female dentist, the male dentist, they rep you. So the more badass they are and the better they are, the better your office is, the better you are, and the more you will succeed, the more your office will succeed. And that that was the goal of this. Okay, let's talk about this, Rating. As a guy, you know, you listen to this and you, you know, okay, cool, that's nice and everything. But it's not inclusive, meaning that there are guy assistants and there are guy hygienists, right? So do you feel like you're just kind of catering to one avenue and saying, oh, well, we need to worry about that? And, and why would you want to, you know, cater to just the women of dentistry and not to everybody? I mean, we can't say, you know, we cannot say that you guys cannot come. That's, that, 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 that's, that's me. That's We is can't good. do that. That's sexist. <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of guys, though, every one of my friends, I tell them, I'm like, hey, we have this event. And all these, like, single guys are like, hey, I'm coming. Okay, they're just I'm perverts. Coming. They're perverts. Why can't I come? <laughs> 80 women. I'm going to be there. Like, they, they need more help. You might not want to invite those guys again. They yeah, had, no, no, no. no, they're just perverts. So they, they've actually come to help out a lot of the times, which has been nice. But it's not that it's not open to them. But it it's something that a lot of the male dentists are saying. They're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. How can we support you? And they'll tell their staff, go. You are repping me. You are repping my office. This is amazing. It's 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 the year of the woman. Get out there. This is good. Put it on your Instagram. You know what I mean? Right. So so from what I've gauged, a lot of these guys are really excited for us because it's our time to shine. I mean, if you look at the stats, in 1984, the amount of women in the dental schools and who graduated from dentistry were 23.7%. Now, the year I graduated in 2014 was 48% of graduates were females. So they know it's our time to shine and they're supporting us and they're all about it. And I haven't gotten any negative feedback. If anything, they're all like, yes, this is amazing. We're so excited. And they want it. Basically, they want to say that, hey, our, the women in, in our office are a part of this organization. They want to put it on their website. They want to say, hey, my dental assistant, my office manager is a part of a bigger thing. You know what I mean? So I understand. Yeah. it's been great. And looking at stats again, which is so important to look at it, there's this shift. Women women are the hot topic now. Right. Not only are we hot, but we are the hot topic. <laughs> World true. Cup. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, everything. And 60% of all practicing dentists in the United States under the age of 44 are female. So... So we that's a new generation. So the new generation is actually oh, yeah. uh, more female than are, there are males. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. It, it's it's definitely becoming. And I'm going to tell you, it's projected that in two in 2035, the number is expected to reach 45 percent of all practicing dentists will be women. Right now, it's 31 percent. So, I mean, you're definitely just doubling up here. You're really oh, just yeah. growing and growing. All, yeah, definitely. And, and, and everybody's excited for us. Everybody's really excited for us. So here's a question that I have, right? <laughs> um, when it comes to, you know, when I go to these dental uh, conferences, right, mm-hmm. I see, you know, that most of the companies are using women as almost, I want to say, like, I don't want to say sex object, but pretty much that, right? Most of the reps that sell the products are women. 
because they want to try to capture the attention of the male because dentistry has been pretty much male dominated for a very long time, right? So now, do you think that because of this shift in the dynamics of... They're going to um, be putting hot guys on on the podium? Is oh, that what you're <laughs> I, I was going to say they might actually <laughs> hire people that know what they're talking about versus just looking good. But yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with hot, hot, hot gentlemen as well. Yes. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, how do you guys feel about that? How do you feel about that when it comes to the fact that, you know, most of these companies are really just feeding it to the egos and to the visual uh, prowess of, of guys, right? And saying, oh, if I give them a hot rep, then they'll just basically buy whatever we want. And there is no substance to this. Because trust me, I've talked to some of the reps and I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Or you're just repeating some BS stat that you read. Well, I'm sorry, my friend. You Like if if a provider who is a healthcare provider and is supposedly buying products um, to benefit their patients and to better treatment for patients, they should probably base their decision on care based on stats, research, backing, all that stuff that goes into making that evidence-based type of dentistry that we all learned about first year of dental school. And if a guy or any, any, any dentist, whether they're female or male, is going to buy a product or use a product based on what the salesperson looks like without not knowing what it is, then that's pure stupidity on my part. And my friend, as they say, you can't change stupid. This is true. So are you telling me that your organization kind of, you know, was built to try to educate people so that the stupidity of of dental sales is kind of eliminated? I mean, because you oh, talked about CEs and of trying course. to educate people. I, I mean, do you basically say that, you know what? I noticed that there is an issue with this as well. So let me go ahead and educate the people that actually buy the materials, the assistants, the front office and all that. So yeah, that now we're actually sure. picking. So that they can, they can question their dentist and say, hey, you know, is this really good? Is this worth buying? Is this that and that? In the end, you're a doctor. So you know, you should be basing what you're buying based on evidence. That was the first class we took in dental school. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. And if, and if you're talking to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, and you're talking to somebody who who doesn't have the knowledge that they need to rep this stuff, then you should ask questions. You should say, hey, why should I use this product? Not just like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever, just so that I can just buy this and, and, and get a kick out of it and let my ego be elevated a little bit and that's on that that's on them whether if it's male or female you you can't like you can't change stupid man you can't (laughs) you know it's it's funny whenever (laughs) we started this uh podcast you know our goal was to basically educate our 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 patients educate whoever is not a dentist so that they Mm -hmm. can actually understand what dentists really go through (laughs) what dentistry is about so that they can challenge their dentists and say you know what i heard on tooth be told this, this, and this, and and what do you think about that? And if they speak stupid to them, then the patient will know I need to go somewhere else, right? So we hold dentistry to a higher level. We hold the providers to a higher standard. And we should. We should continue to do that. That's right. important. And so are, are you basically telling me that your organization is trying to do the same thing with the overall group in dentistry? It is. It's trying to... Like I said, with knowledge comes power and with knowledge comes success. So 
next time, you know, a lot of times the office, the dental assistants are the ones that are buying the materials. Right. And so, you know, if they have an understanding of these materials better, they'll be purchasing things not because the rep is cute. They'll be purchasing and the doctor says, hey, this guy's cute. They're going to be able to say, hey, wait, 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 wait. They're going to call the doctor out on it and say, no, 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 no. That membrane, shit, don't use that. Let's <laughs> use this membrane. Right. You know? Right. So uh, I want I want you to let our listeners know where they can actually find women of the world of dentistry. So since we're we're just beginning, um, we are a nonprofit organization. Okay. Uh, we have uh, there's four directors. Myself, I'm the founder. Um, Doctor, you can follow me on Instagram, Doctor Sanaz BDS, um, and you can follow the women's organization uh, at Women of the World of Dentistry. And pretty soon, you know, we're launching our website. We just want it to be perfect. And um, you can contact me directly. I give my cell phone out to anybody who is interested. They just have to DM us on social media. And we take it from there. We also have a Facebook page that just got launched. So, okay. and what so about, follow us. Yeah. What about uh, CEs? And, and, and when do you guys have CEs once a year, multiple times a year? And so is it just only in D.C.? The first year, the first year we had... Um, we had two, we had two, two CE courses and we had two big events. Um, in the process also, we've been reached out a lot by girls who are trying to go into dental school. So right now we have three girls that are pre-dental. Um, one goes to GW, the other one goes to Georgetown and one goes to Maryland. So what they're doing is they are being connected with women in this organization and they're shadowing them. So we all know, I think you need 150 hours to go to dental school of shadowing. So we've set them up with it and they're really involved and they're meeting these women. They're meeting people at the school. They're meeting um, different special specialist women. They're meeting endodontists, periodontists, oral surgeons. They're really getting that exposure that they need. So that's becoming really popular with them as well because there's a need for that because this organization includes them too because we will do everything we can to try to help you to get into dental school, whatever it is, guidance, mentorship, whatever it takes. And the first year membership was free. Next year membership is going to be under $100, um, which is actually amazing in comparison to any of the other organizations out there for females. Um, what about if you're in high school and you're thinking dental and your parents aren't forcing you like yours did or mine did, but they're basically saying, you know, the, the students are like, Hey, I, I kind of want to go into dental, um, but I don't know where to begin. Would that be an organization for them as well? Like these are high school. Yeah, kids. of course. Of okay. course. I mean, these are high school. I would say first year of college is probably the best time to start reaching out to us. Um, second year of college is probably ideal so that we can help you. You know, we can set you up with girls that are in dental school, kind of like a big sister, little sister type of thing and get you going. Um, it's it's kind of like one big sorority, if you look at it, one big female dental sorority, which is amazing because um, at our last event, we had someone who was 19 years old that wants to go to dental school. And we had a lady that was 72 and was wow. a female dentist. So wow. it was really nice to see that. And they're all just sitting there. They're all having a great time. They're drinking their drinks. They're eating their brunch. They're listening to these these women talk about really important hot topics at this time. And, you know, they spend an hour, two hours. You have to kick everybody out to stop socializing. <laughs> like, that's right. literally what it is, too. 
Well, I've, no- I've noticed great. that. Yeah, I've noticed that whenever you get together and you have a, a topic that you guys can all appreciate, you end up just sitting there and time flies, you know? Oh, yeah. So when it comes to um, anybody else, so imagine that I'm in dental school and I'm having a hard time. I'm really just, you know, I'm struggling, just trying to get through, right? Do you have those uh, mentors that you connect those students with to kind of just say, you know what? I see that tunnel. I see the end of the tunnel. And that end of the tunnel is Dr. So-and-so who I can call at any time. Absolutely. That's that's the whole point of this. When When you register for a nonprofit, they ask you, what is the mission of your organization? That is the first thing they say. And the first line of ours is to provide support because anybody who has been through dental school or has been through anything, trying to go through dental hygiene, trying to go through even dental assisting school, whatever it is that you've done, anybody trying to achieve anything personally, if it wasn't for the people around me, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. So that support is crucial. And that is the, that is the fundamental of this organization to provide you support whether you are a dental assistant, whether you have started to come from another country. I recently talked to, I don't know if you've heard of the Tahara Justice Center. They're a women's refugee organization. So they basically help women and children coming from third world countries who have been, who've experienced violence. Okay. Wow. And it is the worst of the worst. And you can look it up, the Tahara Justice Center. I went to their event. Okay. And I reached out to Laylee and she is their, she's their president. She was just sitting around talking to them and she was the founder of that organization. And I said to her and I said, you know, these women are coming here from other countries. They've been battered. They've been, they've been through hell and back. And I said, and they're uncomfortable being around males. And a lot of them don't even have a high school degree. Most of them are Spanish speaking. There are a lot of them are from Latin American countries. And I said, you know, any of these women, you know, once they get them through psychological rehab, they set them up with jobs, they give them immigration lawyers and all that stuff. I said, our organization is arms wide open. Come, you can be set up with a female dentist, you know, because it, it's a lot for them and, and they would be more comfortable with females. It's the reality of it. And you don't need to have a high school degree to be a dental assistant or to be a front desk or to be anything. So this gives them an opportunity. And recently we talked to them and we're trying to set that up and get it official going with them too. So this isn't just for the women in the U.S. This is for women of the world of dentistry. So if this is something that anybody is interested in around the world, that's our goal, like to get it to that point. And it makes me the happiest person to walk into this room and see all these women of different races, nationalities, religions, like backgrounds, education. I, you know, I had a girl who was a dental assistant in Venezuela and then she comes here and, you know, she's like, oh my God, like I, I finally feel like I'm a part of something and I'm not just a dental assistant. I'm not just, hey, the girl that, that, that cleans up the mess in the room. Yeah, you know, she's not really doing much surgical assisting. But she's a part of it. And the more you feel a part of something, the harder you strive and the better you be and the right. further you'll go. And not only 
are you benefiting from it? But everybody else around you in that practice, you're building a career. Right. And that is the goal. We provide support to these women. That is the number one goal of this. Okay. You know, and, and we'll wrap it up here, but I absolutely want to kind of second what you said. I know for sure that I'm a lazy person by nature. I, I, I don't like to work hard. I, I try not to, right? So if I have a team that is is has ownership of my practice, has ownership of what I'm doing, and actually has pride in what we're doing and believes in what we're doing, my life is so much easier because of them. Oh, for sure. You know, and if that's not the front office, if that's not my assistants, if that's, you know, I don't care who it is. If the ownership and if they feel that they're a part of a group, they will literally make my life so much easier and make their lives easier because now we're working as a cohesiveness and it's not this bickering, this, oh, I don't even want to be here today. You know, they feel, they feel pride in what they're doing. And if your, your organization is striving to enhance that, then this, I mean, literally, I think everybody that's listening right now, should sign their assistants, their front office, their, I don't care who you are, their bookie, their, their masseuse. I don't care who they are. They need to sign up for this organization so that they can understand that a group will only function as best as their weakest link. And if their Absolutely. weakest link is a superstar, then guess what? There is no weak link in this organization. You know what I mean? So in the end, I love what you're doing. I think what you're Thank doing you. needs to continue. I think you need to grow. And I hope that I did a little bit of my part, even though I'm male, I did a little bit of my part to, to enhance this and for people to understand that the best thing right now, the best thing that is happening in dentistry is your organization, the Thank women you. of the world of dentistry. Um, is there any other way that they can get a, uh, I mean, begin this process? And, and here's a question. I know you had your, your last uh, meetup in D.C., are you guys planning on expanding to other parts of the U.S. and then maybe Absolutely. later on in the if world? If anybody is interested in starting a chapter in their region, reach out to me personally. Um, just DM us on Women of the World of Dentistry and we'll get you rolling. And I personally will do everything I can, whatever you need, to make sure this thing takes off. We're okay. really excited and I can't wait to see where this goes. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. And thank now, you for having me. No, no, you've made my podcast and you've just made the world of dentistry just a little bit better. And I definitely <laughs> appreciate that, you know, uh, and, and appreciate everything that you're doing so far. So continue. And if there's anything else that you want to come on here and talk about or give us an update of what's going on, maybe a year from now, just, hey, listen, this is where we're at right now. And, and now we're in other countries. We're in Venezuela. You know, we're, we're <laughs> you know, I mean, we're in the Middle East. I don't care where you go. Just let us know what's going on and we'll talk some more. Okay? Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.